Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today I'm joined with Mackenzie Flick. She's a hypnotherapist. She's also a past life healer. So welcome to the show, Mackenzie. Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me today. I am so happy to have you today. We have finally made it. We have been planning it's been this. a long time coming. <laughs> I know. We've been planning this for months. And whether your schedule is off or my schedule is off, but I'm so happy to have you. I've never had a past life healer on my show. And I would love, first of all, to find out how you got into this. And then we'll just kind of go from there. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a story. That's okay. Yes. So how did I get into past life healing? You know, it's just part of my life work is what it comes down to. You know, when I was a child, my mother at one point in time had brought up this idea of reincarnation mm -hmm. and it struck me so deeply. Mm -hmm. It was this feeling all the way into my body. I go, that's it. I go, I have been here so many times and it was just something that I knew. Right. And as time went on, I started to become aware of specific things, you know, and I wasn't quite conscious of it. But, you know, someone just comes around you to just know things, certain feelings, certain energies. And I always dismissed it. Then as I got older, my interest in past lives never went away. Mm. And I could have sworn I was seeing things like I just knew specific aspects of someone in their current situation and how it directly related to a past life. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they were just kind of finishing things up. And I usually just kept it to myself because not only no one really wanted to hear it, yeah. but I wasn't even really quite certain what I was seeing. Right. And I would see orbs, I would have dreams of things, and I would just know specific things. Like there was one time when I was in high school and a friend called me and I go, oh no, she's calling to tell me her friend died. Oh, wow. And I even knew exactly what friend it was because I remember dreaming about her the night before. What? And my friend, you know, she calls and she's like, she passed away. I'm devastated, blah, blah, blah. And I knew that wow. and it kind of freaked me out yeah. because that was when I really started tuning in that I, you know, I was connected, but I never quite knew what that meant. Mm, yeah. But it also was an aspect of myself that I was rejecting because I didn't have any resources or any people around me to really be able to sort of hold me up and support me and really let me know what was going on. Is that like a clairsentience? Is that, you know, that feeling you were getting? Kind of some psychic mediumship. Okay. So did you take school? You know, fast forward, my now husband had proposed to me back in 2014. Mm -hmm. And we ended up moving from Chicago to California. And we took this road trip and a podcast by Oprah came up. And it was this podcast with Guelo. No. Oh, he wrote The Alchemist. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had heard about this book and it was so inspiring and just talking about one's life path. And I turned to my husband and I said to him, you know, I don't know why I feel this way, but I just feel like the rest of my life is going to be very spiritual. Wow. And he said to me, well, well, what do you mean by that? And I go, I have no idea. It's just going to be spiritual. So we get settled into Los Angeles. I get a job at Equinox. And about a year into my job, 
I was a gym membership advisor. So I dealt with so many different people just coming in and out there. It was a great job, had a good time. This guy walked into my office and it struck something so deep, Leslie, like a feeling that I had never had in my entire life. And I recognized who he was because I was saying, you know, I would see specific visions of past lives and I would have one life after another where there's this one person that repeatedly showed up very close connection. It almost kind of felt like this person was me almost. Really? And I didn't know what that meant, but I remember thinking, you know, this person might show up in my life one day. Let's see what happens. Well, this person did. And I started being able to read his thoughts. I knew his feelings. I knew if something was off, I would know immediately. And we weren't like super close. It was just, you know, I would see him in the gym and I would just feel very, connected I guess you would say it wasn't anything I'm like gonna go up to this guy and be like okay I'm reading all your thoughts and I don't really know why what's going on I'm not insane at all (laughs) and then the dream started and I would have these dreams that we would be together holding light in our hands and we started doing all this light work which at the time I didn't know what that was And eventually he ended up coming into my office and he said to me, I know this is going to sound strange, but I had a dream with you in it last night. Wow. And I was like, okay, I did too. And we were having the same exact dreams every night. Yeah. The same exact ones doing slight work stuff. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, what is this? And he goes, I don't know. Like, I haven't run into this with anyone before. I don't know what's going on. And he goes, but... Would it be weird to say that I've been wondering if you recognize me? He goes, the moment I met you, I just knew I knew you. And I go, same here. Like, oh, my what God. Is this? this is like a movie. It is. What? And it really sort of rattled me because yeah. it made me question, like, everything that I knew up to that point. And later, I, well, I started asking, what is this? What is this? What is this? You know, this is so weird. Yeah. And it was starting to become a little bit burdensome because I was so tuned in all the time. Like I said, we don't even stay in touch, but I would be able to know if he was even growing facial hair. I mean, that's how tuned in this was. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild story. So all of a sudden I started seeing these things pop up on social media. I saw it sitting like on a book title, walking past the bookstore, the word twin flame. And I go, twin flame, what is that? And as I started to go deeper into it, I go, oh, my God, that's it. This is my twin flame. And I started going down the rabbit hole, really understanding what the twin flame was. And at some point in time within the reincarnation cycle, the twin flame, which is one soul, breaks off into two. And it comes in to experience the physical plane for basically from the duality of life in these feminine and masculine energies. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I've heard of twin flames, but I've never had anyone explain it to me. I just thought, oh, it's some kind of soul connection. Had no idea that you branched off. A lot of people get a little bit too into it, if I'm being honest. And I think they sort of fantasize what it is because they think it's going to be this perfect person that's here to fulfill you. But it's really the person that's here that's just going to really mess you up. (laughs) Because the twin flame, if you want to look at it from a perspective that It is the soul here on earth that has your most identical spiritual DNA. 
it is the most vibrationally compatible person for you on this planet, not in a way that's supposed to fulfill your romantic needs or your friendship needs, but usually from a very deep soul level compatibility in terms of really being a mirror to you to heal specific aspects of yourself that are holding you back. Okay, gotcha. So is the twin flame almost like you branching off? So he was a male version of you. Does that sound crazy? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's it. Oh, wow. Okay, see, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I had no idea. <laughs> yes. So I was getting really confused by the whole thing until I learned what the twin flame was and knew how to manage it. So it wasn't until I started listening. What was going on in my dreams? What do I need to learn? And that's when I started really tuning into that and Instead of resisting all these spiritual gifts, specific things just started opening up, one being my ability to read past lives. Mm -hmm. So I was basically holding myself back out of fear. And a lot of that came down to childhood just because a lot of dead people would be around. They would freak me out. And so I just made an unconscious decision to shut down all these gifts. And basically spirit was like, okay, that's enough. Yeah. You're not you're not here not just to do this. this this and that. Like <laughs> yeah. you need to start getting in alignment here was right. basically the message. Yeah. And that's when everything just started really exploding for me in terms of getting back in touch with my intuitive abilities, my psychic abilities, being able to read past lives. And specific people, once I was here in LA, started coming down my path, basically helping me open and becoming comfortable with some of this stuff. And I met in this process, a really, really good friend of mine. His name is Neil. You'll probably get to know him too. We have some stuff we want to do work-wise together in this lifetime, but he does a lot of Akashic channeling work. And so we will channel specifically our spirit guides, the Akashic records, and just get specific answers and clarity on things in my life. And I was really being pushed to read past lives on TikTok. And I thought it was insane. I'm like, I'm not even totally sure I can do this. And I, I'm going to go on TikTok and tell people I can see past lives and see what I get. You know, know, I think the thing about TikTok is, you know, everybody jumps on that train because whether they believe you or not, they want the attention and they want you to give them all the answers. And I don't know if it always comes that easily or if it does, maybe it does. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't because some people when they incarnate on this earth, They're not meant to live in a spiritual life. Oh, really? What do you mean by that? It's like they're meant to live sleeping, if that makes sense. They're here to experience life with a disconnect. I know several people, and they're no longer actually living, that told, I was like, what was the purpose of that person's life? Did they just want a a sweep through this life of just nothing really exciting, no kind of big life altering anything, just just to experience being alive. What was the purpose? Yeah, well, I think that will be to each individual, but there are specific things that are just more beneficial for a soul to experience without that connection to God in their higher self or however you want to mm-hmm. state it, because it could also be a distraction. And when we remember everything and remember who we are, it does take away from the experience. And we want to live in the physical. What is it like to live with fear? What is it like to live with the illusion that we're separate, Mm -hmm. the illusion that we're on our own, the illusion of things like scarcity? 
even though there are specific physical boundaries around that. And I understand that, but you know, you can have all the things in the world wealth wise, financially, whatever that might be, but you can still live in scarcity because you are so deeply disconnected from your very soul. Right. And you know, when we're born, we're born obviously with amnesia. So we don't know where we came from and and all of that. We're here to discover that. But what I thought was really cool is like, I know we're kind of fractals of God. I know we're just, you know, all just experiencing life for him, through him, all the things, right? So when we pass on and go back to the light, because there's no time there, we can come back, reincarnate and go in the past 3000 years, or we can go in the future 3000 years. And I was always thinking to myself, wait a minute, if it's already happened, and do you know what, okay, I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, my mom, I think my mom are my guides, I don't even know, I'm not psychic, I'm not medium, but I got some kind of weird little download. And I don't even know if that's what it's called. But it said, and this is exactly the words I heard, those places are existing at all times, but you have never existed in those times. So therefore, don't worry about, you know what I mean? Oh, well, if I've already been there, has that happened already? Or if I go in the future, is that going to influence something else? And my download was, no, that time is always existing. You've never existed in any of those times. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and I've talked to two other psychics, and they both said the same thing as you did. And then they were like, Coming back with, we had these long conversations like, oh my God, you just opened up another thing that I thought I got about five years ago about this whole situation, about how time works there. Because time is not existent there. Because I kept thinking, if I go back in time, am I going to influence something, right? And, but when I heard, no, that time is always going on, whether it's King Henry VIII time or it's, you know, Futurama, whatever time, you've just never existed in those times. So you can't influence anything. Right. Right. Yeah. I need some time to think about that. Yeah. It's so deep. <laughs> I know, I know. We're talking Monday mornings and I'm talking to my psychic friends and they're like, oh my God. And we're having these long conversations and they're like, absolutely. And you know, because when we, I don't know if you heard one of my episodes and I want to get your take on it because people are like, well, what happens to all the really evil people? You know, don't they go to hell or whatever? And I talked to my other psychic friend, Christina, the medium. She said, no, there are so many different levels of heaven because if you are on a different frequency, then maybe you and me and her or whatever are, we may go somewhere totally different than maybe a Dahmer or a Hitler or Putin or whoever dies would go. And they go to a place where we can go to if we would like to visit or whatever, but we don't have to. But it's one of those things where we are not where they are, but they're not in hell. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I do. And I feel like I could answer this in several different ways, yes. quite honestly, because the human mind wants to sort of grasp at this idea that things do roll out in a way that's either good or bad. Oh, yeah. And there really is no such thing as good or bad. No. It's just the experience of what is. Right. And you have to go really take a look at this from a bird's eye view because I'm not justifying all the crappy things that humans do to each other. I mean, that stuff does bother me. I'm I'm a human going through a human experience. But from a soul level, we are pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. And we came in and decided on a collective level that we're going to create this physical world, that we're going to do these incarnations because you can read all you want about suffering. You can read all you want about the experience of physical and smelling a flower. But until you actually experience it, you don't really have the opportunity to expand your consciousness. So we come in and we do sign up for different roles. And 
some people play out exactly what they came here to do. And this relates to karma because you can come in and you can be a serial killer and actually get through your entire life and not create any karma because you did exactly what your soul contract was here to do. I was under the impression that, you know, none of us came down to do necessarily bad things, but we get derailed because we have free will. Is that true as well? Yeah. Yes, that's true too. So if you want to use an example, like let's say that you have a contract with someone who is supposed to be your life partner and they out of free will decide to cheat on you and they break up that contract, you're creating karma and imbalance because now things kind of have to get rewritten a little bit. Right. You go to a different timeline, but now you've also have to come back and balance with that person because you did not, I don't want to say stick to the contract, but you didn't kind of stay in the confined area where you're supposed to be. But you might have a contract with someone where, you know, there's always benefits to both sides, but they're supposed to cheat on you because you have to learn how to get back to yourself. Well, and that's, that goes back to the one where I've had near-death experiencers who say, listen, you know, in your perfect state up in heaven or the other side, whatever you want to call it, I want to come down and I'm going to have an absent parent or I'm going to lose a child or I'm going to have cancer or I'm going to have a husband that cheats or a wife that cheats or I'm going to whatever it is. I would never choose that. You absolutely would in a perfect state because you are trying to learn. So tell me, let's go back to what you do, past life healing. Tell me what that means for you. And and I was going to ask you when you started doing this, what surprised you the most? But I think just the fact that how you got into this surprised you the most when you found your twin flame. It, <laughs> it did. But past life healing for me is, I feel like we could do an entire podcast on oh, just this question oh, because... Because we live in this reality that our specific 3D reality and what's in front of us right now is sort of it, and we're just going through it. Right. But, you know, on a soul level, our souls do have specific agendas. Mm. And usually one lifetime is not enough to be able to really go through that whole process. So let's say you're learning, you want to come in and you want to practice self-love. And so you will set up a lot of different lifetimes to practice that. Well, we're always so intricately connected to our higher self, whether we're aware of it or not. And kind of like what you said, we have these different realities that are existing all at the exact same time. Right. Specific energies will bleed into your energy now. Okay. And our higher selves are always on the other side, whether we incarnate or not, correct? That's correct. Okay. I just want to make, because, you know, I understand all this, but, you know, sometimes when someone who listens to my podcast who decides, hey, I do want to hear about this. Maybe I didn't want to hear about a paranormal investigation, but I want to hear what Mackenzie Flick has to say about, you know, her healing past life thing. And when you say your higher self, I just want everybody to say every single person has a higher self that stays there no matter what, because we are fragments of our soul. We just are. And we are living all these lives all at once. And that's, I I could have a hard time wrapping my brain around that, Mackenzie. (laughs) Yeah. And that's really hard because when I was, like, this was a couple years ago, I got connected with this really, really talented quantum healer. Mm -hmm. And I can't begin to tell you how frustrated I was because every single thing I put my hands on would fall apart in terms of my work. And I could not move forward for the life of me. It was so frustrating. And around this time was also when a lot of these gifts were being downloaded very quickly. So it's by no coincidence that I connected with this quantum healer. And 
one of the things that had come forward to me was this lifetime that I had as a little girl. And I was either in Mexico or Central America. I'm not really sure. Mm -hmm. But this little girl was so scared. And she was picking up on so many different energies of like dead people and stuff. And for some reason, that at a quantum level was bleeding into this life, this fear of dead people, which was holding me back. So we had to do some healing around her and you can do specific things like, you know, you put your arms around her and you integrate her into your current life and you show her, you know, what her experience has led to in my current life and all the cool things I get to do. And there creates basically like a safety, energetically speaking, between me and this girl, which would be my quote unquote, my past life. So by healing her, it also healed aspects of myself. Absolutely. That was shutting down all of these psychic gifts that I had. That totally makes sense. It's almost like, in some ways, I think Reiki does some of that, like in just your past, your your immediate past. Like as a little girl, if you had a trauma, I think Reiki can help you with that too. But especially what you do, though. Yeah. So can you like see someone's comment on your TikTok? Because guys, you know me, I found her on TikTok and figure out that they've had a life just through their comments and the energy through the comment. How does that work? I'm just curious. I would have to connect into their energy. So I need their permission to do that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you would maybe uh, contact them and, and reach out or whatever. Or would you just say, just book a session with me? Right. So I, I just ask for their permission to access their soul and past lives and then I can go into it. Gotcha. That is so cool. So what does that look like? Like, I don't know if you even want to do it with me. We don't have to do it with me. That's not why I have you on my show, but I would love if you, I don't even know if you can do it for me. I don't even know. And I'm sorry, I'm even asking you this. We don't have to do this at all. Oh, you can. Okay. Yeah, I can do it. Absolutely. Okay. So it works for me. I, I can't speak for everybody, but I really had to learn how to tune into the actual energy of things. So imagine when you go to a concert, you know, when you can feel the bass yes. and it's that like kind of woo heavy feel in your body. Mm. But then there are, t- if you were to like jump in a thing of water and you're floating and you feel really good, it's a different type of energy. It feels nice. Right. Yeah. And people have different vibrations, different energies. And so I can just sort of pick up on that. And if I'm going specifically into a past life that's where I start is I pick up on the energy of it okay gotcha, and it's gotcha. really funny because you m- remember I was just telling you about how you know we separate things into good or bad yeah. and we think oh these people are doing bad things and these people are good and blah 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 well I had a client just this past week come to me and it, it was for a variety of different reasons, but she basically said, you know, I just feel like I'm here to do bigger things, but I've never been able to put my finger on it. Right. And I go, all right, well, let me, let me take a look. And I'm telling you, Leslie, it's, it's a weird feeling when you go into a life and I saw her as a mobster. Really? Yeah. And the first thing I saw was a machine gun. There was some yeah. killing done. Wow. It kind of seemed like outside of a theater or something. And then they were doing something they shouldn't be doing in a back alley. I mean, it's straight out of a movie, some of the stuff that you see. And then I saw her get killed. And it is so odd watching that, though, Mm. when the vibration of it is almost angelic. Really? And it was very high vibration. And what I saw throughout this life is that she was very, very surrounded by angels and she was doing angel work. And you're like, well, how is that even possible? Like she's doing mobster work, but it was her energy. It was her incarnation 
within what, for whatever reason, that geographic location, the people that were there, her consciousness and vibration helps elevate everyone around her. So in order to sort of be in the center of that, it required her to be a mobster, but it was very angelically guided nice. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really judge people for no. their actions on a human level because you don't know what's being played out from a higher perspective. Right. Are you about to tell me I was a mobster? <laughs> yes. No, I'm kidding. No, I. when we first connected, I went into it and I saw you as... I don't know what they're called, but it was like, a, is a scroller even a word? Like someone who writes and scrolls using oh. like a little quail pen or whatever. Oh, like a calligraphy or something? Calligraphy. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were this young man and I remember it felt like England. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt very English. Maybe Europe, like France possibly. Yeah. I can't really remember. But you were poor and you got a job working. It kind of felt like the government people, they had a little bit more money and you were always on edge. Like you had to get this job done and you'd go up and you write your little like scroll stuff or whatever you were doing and you would document for these people. But it was odd because at the time it felt like people weren't educated to be able to write. And somehow you just really tuned into it like it was a gift and you were writing all this stuff for them. But you put pressure more so on yourself than they put pressure on you. Mm. And then you would take this money and you would you took care of your mother in that lifetime. Oh, I remember wow. seeing that. Wow. That, I've never heard. Well, Europe for sure. Because I know at one point I lived in for sure England. And I know in my mind I was a woman and I... I was privy to some of the royal situations. Like I was a lady in waiting or somebody privy in the court. I Not anybody famous or higher up, but somebody that knew stuff. Like I knew things, you know? Yeah. But yeah. True. I feel like that. I have an affinity for England, specifically England and specifically yeah. King Henry VIII time. And I've liked him before he was cool to like. I mean, I've always liked that era. I mean, I really have. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. But yeah, your energy definitely got drawn right there. Yeah. And I've noticed that with some people and my knowledge of past lives, I feel like is still just beginning. I barely scratched the surface and there's just so much to explore, so much to know, but it's almost like there's a specific energy geographically speaking for why someone will reincarnate and will come in. And even though let's say I'll see five lives of yours in England, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that that's the only place that you have incarnated. That just might just be the specific line and patterns, karmic patterns and karmic patterns can also exist within a specific collective of people. So you just are so committed to that pattern. So you're just coming in and out through there. And from what I understand, like through other people I've talked to, you know, if we come here hundreds, even maybe thousands of times, we've been a man, we've been a woman, we've been all races, we've been murderers, we've been murderers. You know, we've, we've done it all. And, you know, like I said, that's why there's no hell, because I, I have a feeling, though, if you do come in this life, and you do end up doing horrible things, those maybe are your first lives. And then you evolve and then you're not you know what I mean I don't think you would continue to do things like that I think you would eventually I would hope the soul would evolve and you would maybe go up to that higher level when you did pass away and you wouldn't be on that lower frequency and you would go up and you would start understanding all about intent and all about love and all about every action everything you do has a consequence it's true 
It's true. Because once you start experiencing that at a soul level, it doesn't feel very good. But at least now you know what that feels like. So now you want to come in. And like I said, everything is balanced all the time. That is how the universe works. So you do come in from the other perspective, from the other side. And you create balance and harmony through your energy, through your specific actions. Right, right. And I love one of your TikToks. You were talking about John Rogers' discourses that talks about he talks about different realms tell my listeners what you what you think about that yes you know I find it really interesting because well actually it was my twin flame had recommended this because he's a very very spiritual person too okay and he was like you know you should take a look there are these discourses I'll send you the link and I ended up buying them and there was this guy John Roger I I didn't know him. He just like ran this thing, but he was very talented from what I understand when it comes to just all this intuitive work. And he would talk about how there are different realms. So we even have this idea that, you know, we die and then we go back to what we would call heaven, which would be sort of like your culturally accepted idea of what happens when we pass away. And that, from what I understand, is where our soul resides. But there are so many different dimensions that one of the reasons why we do come in to this world for the very reason of expanding our consciousness. And you have to look at then everything as a vibration because we want to be vibrationally compatible with the higher realms that are even higher than heaven. Yeah, you want to work your way up. I mean, let's be honest. We're all working our way up. And there comes a point, too, I'm not an expert at this whole process. I don't know. I'm still learning about it. But as we do, for example, when we finally complete our reincarnations, we have balanced all of our karma. We have expanded our consciousness where we wanted. We start becoming compatible with those higher realms. And it's like, it's an even greater feeling than heaven. And I'm like, my human brain doesn't even know how to interpret that. And I don't know if that's when you become a guide. You know what I mean? Right. I, I don't know. But it just, again, comes back down to this thing that I try to tell people is that when I say there are infinite possibilities. Yes. There are infinite possibilities. And just the fact that we're sitting here in this 3D plane is just, it is so narrow-minded that I even think the concept of reincarnation is narrow-minded. Wow. Because it's still stuck in this bubble that we just go back and forth between heaven and here, heaven here. But that's not even close. I mean, our soul is so vast. We are experiencing different experiences now in different dimensions, in different galaxies, different, like different anything. And we on a soul level can literally do whatever we want to do. And you know, I think a lot of this and you may or may not know this, but I think you understood it because you do, uh, you know, hypnotize people and you do have past life healing in Dolores Cannon. She says, you know, I never would have known any of this. She goes, I was just a hypnotherapist trying to help people quit smoking or quit, you know, whatever, right? But then all these past things would come up and then she was getting really curious because she goes, I never thought any of this was true, you know, but, but these people, she goes, I did so many and none of them knew each other. I don't discuss that stuff. That's private. And all of them 
were doing the same things, talking about the same things. There's no way they could have all known the same things. Yes, different kinds of situations, but all relatively from the same place and the same things. Meaning the different realms, you know, she, she talked to somebody who came back, oh guys, this is getting woo woo. Okay. She talked to someone who came back as a tree or started out as, I think you start out as gas and you, and then you become a rock. I know. And I never would, I was like, come on. And the people that she was actually hypnotizing, they say, well, you start out as gases because you're there to make it a cleaner environment. And that's why your soul starts. And then you move up to trees. She, she was saying, I could feel the leaves blowing in my on my branches and I could feel the squirrels running up my trunk or whatever. And then she said, then I was an animal and I was a cheater or whatever. And then they progress. And I never thought about like being a rock. Why would you want to be a rock? But it's, but that's a patient thing. Like, okay, we know you're so gung ho about doing everything. It's all free will. You can get out of there when you want, but you don't know that until you go, okay, I've had enough. Isn't that craziness? That's very woo woo. I know, but you wonder but I believe all that stuff, yeah. you know, and it's just even from the human perspective of just we come in as just a human is a very limited thing to think, too. Yeah. But, you know, here's another thing, Mackenzie, I wanted to ask you, because if we are from God, right, and God makes us perfect, why do we need to come here and experience? If we're already perfect, why? Why do we need to have a human experience then? You know, I think that can only be answered per each individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't answer that. That yeah. has to come from yeah. within one's soul. Why? Well, I mean, I would, you yeah. answer that. Why are you here? What are you getting? Yeah. What are you benefiting out of your lifetime? Because there, maybe there's souls up there. They're like, I'm good. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I don't need to come down here. And maybe they don't. I mean, I like you said, it's free will. If you want to, you want to. And I've also heard from people like you that say, oh, there's a waiting list. People cannot wait to incarnate here. Yeah, that's true too. And so that's why it's a little discouraging not to dismiss the hardships that people go through. But it does bother me, especially on TikTok, when you see how many people just crap on their lives. It is such a privilege to be here. Right. But then there's that part where we can't, and I know you know this, where we can't judge them. And that was the experience they wanted. I'm going to come down and I'm going to feel what it feels like to take my own life. Or they didn't plan on that and they derailed. I think that is more like a derail, just like the Putin thing, just like Hitler, just like a Dahmer or a serial killer. I think those are derails. And they, you know, they're just not quite where they needed to be and... We have free will and we can just do what we want, unfortunately, but no one's going to go to the fire pits of hell. No one is, you know, demons are not going to take you away. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, and to me, and not dissing religion, but I do think that religion can separate us from what we really should know about how it all works. Oh, totally, totally. And, you know, if religion works for someone, that's fantastic. I don't have anything against that. It's just when it puts up these specific definitions of what you're supposed to think. Right. It's that mind control and just the indoctrination. And and I've had so many people on my podcast that have gotten out of certain religions or you know, mind control kinds of things. And you're a breath of fresh air right now because (laughs) I just covered some really hard stuff. You know, Um, I just covered something on um, Heaven's Gate and that was another cult. So, and that's the one right before this one airs. But I I love these stories because I love to just bounce back and forth what I know. And you know, it's funny when you're talking at the very beginning with your twin flame and you were like, you know how, or you said, I felt it on my soul. I don't know how I knew it. 
I just felt it. It was right. And I could tell in my soul something was up with him or whatever it was. And I feel like when I talk to people like you, I know it's right. And I don't know how I know it's right. I just know it's right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like right. coming home. It's like coming home and going, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I still can't explain everything. And I still don't understand a lot of it. But I know it's correct. Yeah. And I have a lot to say about that, too, because you hear people all the time saying, oh, my gosh, I have no intuition. And yeah. every single person is built with intuition. And it's called feelings. Yeah. And you have to take the emotion out of things. For example, let's say you are looking for a new job and this one job gets back to you and you feel really excited. You're like, yes, they pay really, really well and this mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. But you're not quite sure if it's exactly a fit. Right. You have to sort of separate the elevated emotions from it and just try to put yourself in a very neutral space right. and allow yourself to sit with that. What do you feel? I agree with you because I do think that you do get a feeling pretty fast. I get a feeling when I meet someone, I either really like them or I more just whatever, or I don't want anything to do with them. It's just, you know, it's one or the other. But um, so, hey, Mackenzie, if someone wants to get a reading from you or come talk to you about getting hypnotized about their past life, what do you offer? How do you work? And, and tell me all the things that you can offer someone coming in. Sure. So they can visit my website, which is MacFlick.com, M-A-C-K, and then F-L-I-C-K, MacFlick.com. And they can just see my services, but I do do hypnotherapy. Now, the specific modality that I use doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get into past lives. It's more of accessing your subconscious to get an idea Mm. of specific issues that surround your current life circumstance. Gotcha. And that can be health or wellness issues, belief systems that are holding you back, relationship issues. That's what the hypnotherapy is for. But I specifically channel past life. So I don't regress anyone into their past lives. I just tune into it. Gotcha. And then we do, it, it's guided by the angels. So they just let me know what's up. And then I will do whatever healing is required. And I do integrate that person into that. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because some of my clients have seen exactly what I was looking at when they tune into it. Like they they could see the person or they can feel the shift happen. I had one woman come to me who has been trying to get pregnant for seven years, seven years, Leslie. And there were some very, very deep, heavy issues around child loss and past lives that she was carrying into this life. And I kid you not, I mean, she doesn't even get a period. She, I mean, just nothing. She got a period a week after the session. And when we were in the session, she's like, dude, I feel this. I, how heavy is that? I'm wow. like, I, I know. Wow. So we moved it out. I'm praying she gets oh. pregnant. Oh, my God. But that is how these sessions work. Well, I got to tell you, you were spot on about, you know, if I were a man in France or England or whatever, and I was scrolling, I was doing the calligraphy or whatever, scribing or whatever and writing, but he kept putting the pressure on himself. He was putting the pressure on. That is so what I do. I was doing that with my books. And just putting the pressure on myself to write those books, get those books out and write. And it happened to be in the same kind of genre, too, as far as he was trying to do all these writings. And here I am trying to do all these writings. Yes. And so when you said that, I was like, okay, yeah, she's right on. So, guys, she's the real deal. I mean, literally... 
And you know, if she can do any healing, like if guys, if you're feeling like a little lost, or if you're feeling like I just want to move past whatever's holding me back, I know something's holding me back, give Mackenzie a call. Because I tell you, I've been following her for a long time. We have been trying to get together to do this podcast for so long. And I love her work. I love her videos. Oh, you're amazing. And I love she's also on Instagram. If you're not on TikTok, I'm going to add all of her information on show notes and anything else you'd like to say, Mackenzie, before we go? Yes. So one last thing, I have put together this program that is so near and dear to my heart and soul. And I've called it the alchemist. Because I know what it's like to just feel so deeply stuck in life. And that Mm. feeling of I'm trying to move myself forward, but it's just not happening sort of feeling. And this could be for anything. It could be spiritual gifts. It could be work, career, money, um, health, relationships, whatever aspect for you is your biggest sore spot. This program can really help. And I take people through that process of what it's like on an energetic level to shift. And I deal with all the subconscious, the spiritual stuff. And I do try to integrate a little bit of conscious work into that too, because all my clients to this point, they're at that stage and not only their life, but the reincarnation process. They're like, okay, I am done experiencing life this way. I'm done. It's time to, it's time to move forward. And I take them through that. We do past life healing. Um, I have a new little device that helps me do some energy clearings and chakra balancing, but we do a lot of hypnotherapy work and I I work very hands on with all my clients. We've had so much fun so far. So if that is you, certainly the alchemist can truly be life changing. And I would highly suggest people taking a look at that. And again, that information is available on my website. Oh, good. And I'll add all of that on my show notes because Mackenzie, it's so much fun talking, geeking out. Like I love all day. Oh, I totally could. And like I said, I'll keep you on standby because I may have to have you back on. I tell that to so many of my interviewees because I'm so interested in the work you do. And sometimes I feel like I need to get you back on so we can talk some more. So, but let's do it. I'm down for it. Yeah. So, but Thank you, Mackenzie, for coming on my podcast and uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. Thank you, Leslie. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.